0: hello everybody and welcome back to witch fix i just realized that i've saved this file as and it Ham none but the book i'm actually going to be talking about is circle of three book 13 which is in fact titled and it harm none so i'll just have to remember that later uh this is the second second to last book because there are 15 books in the series uh but i have actually already read book 14 because i've been trying to rip through these while i have some time where i just want to read because i've been off reading for a little while so i was like just just get them in while you feel like you can cope and here we are so i was excited to read in it harm none because it seemed like it was going to deal with some vengeance magic vengeance issues and with a bit more maybe active Plot in terms of the girls actually using magic. We didn't have a huge amount of that in the last couple of books. In written in the stars, they they didn't really do any magic as a group. And in the previous one before that, although there were a lot of real life ghosts, there was very little in the way of them actually doing like wicked spells and stuff like that. So I was hoping that in this one the girls would be able to do more magic and kind of get back into the whole team witch type of a feel and. Yes and no to that actually happening. So last time I kind of made fun of the blurb a bit because the first lines are Annie, Kate, and Cooper uncover what looks like a crime. When they look more closely, it is not, which is still the funniest blurb I've ever read. The rest of the blurb is Knowing the law of three that harm comes back to haunt, can they still help a friend in need without paying for it themselves? So I was quite excited about that. Also, the cover's really nice. It's got like a heart on fire on the front and it's all like a dark pink kind of colour which is nearly like reddish and a bit sinister so I was looking forward to this one. The actual crime that takes place is basically occurs at the beginning of chapter four Um, the witch shop that they go to have all their wicker lessons in is broken into and someone has stolen like a bunch of money and silver jewellery and stuff from the shop and it's really sad and everyone's kind of upset about the shop being broken into because you know it's Not just their like hub of Wiccan stuff, it's an independent shop that's run as a cooperative so they can't really afford to have it robbed. And it's kind of wicked obvious at that stage in the book that Sasha is acting kind of suspicious and... She was acting suspicious the previous evening when the shop was actually robbed, and then even more so when they get to the shop. So, fortunately, the girls kind of cotton on to this and they come well, they decide to investigate. They follow her and they see her talking to this weird homeless looking girl. And because Sasha used to be homeless in book two, they're like, maybe it's someone she knew from back then. They then go into Sasha's locker when Sasha is not there and they find the bag of money from the shop and a bag of jewellery also f- taken from the shop so they're like ah we appear to have caught sasha red-handed but they're very quickly accosted by sasha who was coming back to her locker for a forgotten book and she tells them actually she can explain she's not actually a thief she takes them to an abandoned pumping station where the homeless girl from before is currently living and it was her who broke into the shop and sasha's just taking the stuff off her to try and work out a way to give it back without implicating herself or her friend Um, It is uh, someone she knew from her homeless days who is now in big trouble because a guy is after her for various reasons which I never really fully explained but basically he's kind of a sociopath and so she's been hiding out and Sasha wants to help her but without involving the police or having her friend sent back into care or other bad things happening. So chiefly the book is about them trying to work that out in a mundane way and also trying to use magic to get the guy to leave Sutter alone and to have his own harm be brought back on him times three. So they do the spell and it's basically just to do what I just said to direct any harm that he tries to do back on him and later on they talk to the ladies from the bookshop about this and they're like oh yeah actually doing a spell to invite karma in inverted quote marks because that's not really how karma works down on someone it doesn't really follow the read and they shouldn't have done it like that they should have done it in a different way to shield people from his harm rather than sending it back onto him i'm not 100 percent sure that i agree with that because the only thing that i've ever really stuck to as far as like justice spells uh, are concerned is the old adage of be careful asking for justice you just might get some meaning that in inviting justice on someone who has done you wrong or done someone who you care about wrong, you might also be visited by justice for something that you've done that maybe you've forgotten about or that you still feel guilty over because it's kind of like a wide effect of inviting justice into your life. So that's always something that I've tried to go by and I've never really asked for justice unless it's in like a dire circumstance what I prefer to do is ye banishing spell I often joke that the kind of magic that I'm best at is just magically trebucheting people out of my life because I am quite good at just getting people away from me and out of my life who have wronged me in some way or wronged someone else that I care about sometimes that also has unexpected consequences Uh, so for example I was working temporarily at a location and there was a guy there who was just horrible he was being horrible to one of my co-workers he's an absolute bully and I really disliked him strongly so I tried to do a banishing spell to send him away and out of my life but unfortunately because obviously he was employed there permanently and I was just a temp it just led to me not working there anymore um I left on that temporary position and wasn't offered any other work there at after that so it got him out of my life and that person then that he had been wronging they also left the company so I guess it got him out of their life as well but not in exactly the way that I had thought. So again I don't know that that lesson is one that I kind of identify with but then again these books tend to be more Wiccan than I am in the sense that they stick really hard and fast to the rule of three, the law of threefold return whatever you want to call it and to other Wiccan principles that I have moved away from in my own practice so that element of the plot is okay I guess nothing really happens to the guy though um he does get arrested and charged at the end but nothing happens in the sense of his harm being reflected back on him like he doesn't really get hurt in any way he just gets normal mundane justice so I guess maybe they should have just done a spell to let him get caught by the cops so that was kind of a damp squib for me in terms of the, the plot i didn't really care that much and because it was so similar to other elements of the plot like it really rehashed a lot of elements from book two uh, where someone was after sasha because she was a runaway and also book four when that came up again and also second sight when they were hunting a killer who then started to hunt them so it yeah it had been done a lot and i kind of knew where the story was going because we'd seen plots like this before the other interesting elements to the book were that Cooper's mother developed kind of an alcohol drinking problem because her parents had recently got divorced, her dad had moved out and her mum had started drinking a bit and it was really interesting how the author had Cooper kind of confront that and it started off in the previous book but it really came to a head in this one and I felt it was like a really good mature way for the character to handle it and that would be really useful for teens to read. The other somewhat mildly interesting event is that Kate is partnered with Sherry, long teenage enemy of the series. Basically, Sherry is Libby from Sabrina the Teenage Witch and that she's just a bitch for no reason. But she gets partnered with her for a science project and Kate initially tries to deal with her negative feelings towards Sherry by uh, sending them all into a black candle and burning it down so she can watch those negative feelings slowly being destroyed and taken away and diminished which is a really good idea that's definitely the kind of spell that i would do in that situation Uh, but it for whatever reason doesn't work and i feel like this brought up one of my other niggles for the series which i'll discuss in a second but it doesn't really work her and sherry continue to not get on and sherry inadvertently or not through her own ignorance or spite manages to ruin their whole science project and that project involved plants that were meant to be grown in certain conditions, but she just gives them all plant food, which skews the results and makes the whole experiment pointless. And this results in a mud fight between her and Kate, and Kate then forces Sherry to eat dirt, which was amazingly cathartic for me, having read like 13 books at this point of Sherry being a massive bitch. But it does mean that Kate and Sherry both fail that project, and that's not great for Kate. So, so it's a book for showing the consequences of your actions. The niggle that I have and realized while I was reading this book is that none of the girl's magic ever really seems to actually do anything. Aside from the first book where Kate's spells go wrong and it's really quite clear that she has made Scott ask her out and fall in love with her. And she has managed to get a good grade on her chemistry test even though she didn't actually study. So that's a kind of a situation where you can see oh yes this is a spell that's actually working. The other situations just kind of happen as if they would have happened if no one had done any magic at all, especially in this book. So, for example, the guy gets arrested, but that's nothing to do with the girls like directly. Um, He gets arrested later, but after they do the spell, he's still hanging around being evil and it doesn't really seem like because the way that the spell was worded it doesn't seem like it had any effect because it was meant to send his badness back on him so it kind of implies that he should do something that gets him arrested and not just randomly get caught off screen and then just we we get told by a police officer that he's been arrested and that he was just found it seems like that could have happened a little bit more poetically in terms of the actual wording of the spell and Then also with the spell that Kate does to dampen down her negative feelings or to dispel them against Sherry that doesn't work either because they just come back and she gets in trouble anyway so it kind of feels like there's no point to them actually doing magic and I know that it's not like bells and whistles point and click this is me making a spell to give you bat ears or whatever but so another example of a a spell that I worked, was when I was in school, I was like 14, 15, uh, one of my so-called friends outed me to our entire friend group, and it was really horrible, and I did a spell again to basically bind a slanderer, to make them stop spreading gossip about me, because although that thing happened to be true, there was a lot of other stuff that wasn't, and also to send them away. And then we broke up for school and they it was the point at which we had to decide if we wanted to continue into the upper school there or go to a different college. And she disappeared and went to a different college and I never saw her again, like ever. Even though she continued to live in the same town where I went to school, I never laid eyes on her again. And that's a definite case of you can see that that spell worked. You do a spell to have someone completely out of your life, you never see or hear about them again. But it feels like in the books that's kind of been forgotten like they do spells but nothing seems to happen in the terms of the actual spell being reflected in the events of the plot is what i'm saying Just slightly annoying i will say that i liked how the book is kind of maturing the characters there's all the stuff about cooper's mom's alcoholism uh, stuff about uh, annie and how she's dealing with some things to do with her aunt getting married again and obviously, it's like a growth opportunity for Kate to face up to her feelings for Sherry. I feel like that will continue into the next book, which I have already read, so I'm just kind of lying to you. It does continue into the next book. But also, I feel like a lot of the time they don't really act like teenage girls, which is another niggle of the series. They act just way too good and better than that, and they consider their actions way too much. Like, then I think this is mainly because I recently started watching, like, old seasons of sabrina the teenage witch where you see a lot of like teen drama and teenagers being very impulsive and doing things and then instantly regretting them and kind of having to work out their own mess and it's just a lot more messy a lot more organic and a lot more human whereas the teens in these books although they're like 16 they don't really react extremely enough or emotionally enough it's all too considered and perfect and Brady Bunch and I kind of just wish that they would let loose a little more and make like bigger mistakes and more magical mistakes as well because I feel like we only really got some of that in some of the other books like when Annie got possessed by Freya and it's better to have that and then have a learning experience based on that than to have them be perfect and then have them also be preached at by love and light Wiccan people from the wicker shop it just reads a little bit too goody two shoes for me. Anywho, we are but two books from the end of the series. I'm only but one book because I've already read the next one, which is book 14, The Challenge Box, but I'm going to review that separately. I hope you've enjoyed the series of reviews on these book series so far and that you stick around for the final two and maybe even purchase the series for yourself because um, I don't think it's a bad series all told and it's definitely quite a long-running series about Wiccans which is quite unusual so definitely look into it and let me know what you think if you do manage to find copies and get reading. In the meantime, you can get in touch on Twitter, which is at witchfix, and you can get in touch via email, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. You can also donate to my Patreon via the description box. And if you look on Twitter, it might be a few tweets back by now, but there is an Amazon wishlist where you can send me other things to review. And if you want to send me something that's not on the list, tell me and I will add it for you. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next one. Bye!